Today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. The uh, neighborhood of uh, around our uh, neighbor, pardon me, around ArcelorMittal DeFasco says the uh, company's action plan to address air pollution is a small step forward. The plan was drafted after a black cloud of particulate matter, a photograph by Environment Hamilton's Linda Lukasik, was released over the Thanksgiving weekend. We all remember the story. Uh, it was one of three reportable air pollution incidents by ArcelorMittal DeFasco that weekend and prompted complaints about a process called coffining. ArcelorMittal DeFasco presented its plan to the Community Liaison Committee last night, saying it's making changes to technical processes to try to lessen particulate pollution from coffining operations in the future. Johan Besner is a Hamiltonian and Crown Point resident involved in environmental issues uh, around industrial pollution. He represents the Crown Point neighborhood at the Community Liaison Committee at both Stelco and ArcelorMittal DeFasco. And he's also an active uh, with a citizen group called Coalition Against Pollution, which raises awareness about industrial pollution issues. And Johan Besner joins us now. Johan, thanks for the time today. Thanks for having me on the show, Rick. Well, talk about last night's meeting. What did uh, the Community Liaison Committee uh, talk about? Um, I guess, you know, the, the hot topic issue was those coffining incidents that you just uh, were mentioning there that occurred um, over the Thanksgiving weekend. So the, the company uh, presented an action plan that they, uh, over the last two weeks, uh, put together. Um, things there are, are not finalized yet, as one can assume. Uh, it's probably going to be a little bit of time, you know, uh, down the road until they have, like, some firm answers. But uh, I liked what they were presenting in terms of um, actually showing concrete actions uh, on how to curb these emissions. That's, um, that's something that actually uh, Environment Hamilton, amongst other groups here in, in Hamilton, have been asking for close to a decade, actually. You know, um, I want to also remember everyone, this is not a single event that ever got captured on camera. This is one of many events. Um, the, the company is portraying it a little bit like this was an extraordinary uh, single event and therefore we are reacting now. Um, but there's been, there's been lots of... Uh, pushing from environmental groups here literally over the last decade to, to address this issue. So we're happy to see the issue finally addressed. A um, little bit less happy about what it took to get, um, to get enough attention from the company and probably also from the Ministry of Environment in terms of finally addressing. But nevertheless, it's a, it's a good for, uh, step forward um, going in the right direction. What were some of the details that you can share uh, from ArcelorMittal DeFasco's action plan? Um, mainly, uh, maybe we have to start at the beginning. What, what really causes those emission plumes that uh, people have seen in the media um, after the Thanksgiving weekend? Uh, it, it's all related back to moisture in the ground. The company is basically pouring uh, liquid molten uh, iron into gravel beds. And uh, like in a Thanksgiving weekend, there was heavy rains prior to them pouring in these beds. And this leads basically to, uh, to fairly major explosions because the water evaporates instantly. And then it kicks up, you know, any any particulate that is basically in it in its path. So what they what they showed there is um, several different approaches in terms of trying um, to keep those beds dry. One immediate measure that they've taken apparently uh, very shortly after the Thanksgiving weekend with uh, 
pretty moderate success or a good success so far is basically they're keeping all those beds preheated by keeping the slabs that they pour in there um, in there for a few days for as long as they stay warm. You know, one can assume uh, that molten iron, it doesn't cool down very quickly, even in the outside environment. So previously, they would always take them out. And then if it rained after, the rain would get in there, the water would stay there. So preheating um, is the first initial steps. Um, some of the other steps, they require a little bit more preparation. They informed us that uh, as early as today or early next week, they will have some sort of prototype molds coming in that they're going to put in there instead of um, the current bed preparation that they have. So this is some sort of a mold insert, I'm going to call it, for lack of better word, uh, that they're going to put in the ground. Um, it, it will not be susceptible to picking up moisture, etc., uh, that uh, needs yet to be proven how well it works in theory. Um, that also sounds like a pretty good measure. And the company informed us also that uh, they have a system planned in South Africa that um, does a process where the liquid metal gets uh, granulated. It basically gets sort of shock frozen into small granular particulate or particles. Um, that's something that the company is also studying, but we were informed right away that something like this would have a minimum of a lead time of two years, and they already can foresee some uh, technical issues with the construction of such a facility. So uh, they, they were not uh, committing to this at this point, but uh, I, I'm happy to see that they're that their um, approach is a multi-level approach. So they're not only looking at one thing and putting all hopes in one thing, they're, they're having multiple things. And, uh, you know, they, they could all work out. Uh, they might, you know, move on as time goes on to maybe the next better version. So. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And listen to The Bill Kelly Show weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.